This is Big Talk. Michael Glab here. It's been about a year since we started all this COVID-19 lockdown stuff. What a hard environment for businesses to be going in right now, much less starting up right now. For instance, a lot of businesses are hanging on by the skin of their teeth, and some businesses are closing. Hey, take a walk around courthouse square and you'll see some empty storefronts. The good news is there are people who still have dreams. There are people who still have ideas, ideas to start businesses. There are still entrepreneurs. One of them is with us today. And that would be a woman by the name. You know what? I, uh, we, we went through this before. I am not going to say your name right off the bat. I'm going to have you say your name because you're going to pronounce it properly. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. So my name is Chang. It's spelled like T-R-A-N-G, but the correct way to, to pronounce it is Chang. So you say it's C-H, Chang. Yeah, because, uh, because I'm an American. I saw your name and all of a sudden I wanted to say Trang. Hey, Trang, <laughs> how you doing? But it's Chang. Chang. That's correct. Yep, you're doing very well. Chang Ho is an entrepreneur. She's got an idea. She's starting up a business called BeFits. You know, I have talked to women all my life. Women have always complained that sizes are not made for them. The sizes of women's clothes are in such a weird, small range that they never quite fit anybody. You could be narrow on top and wider on bottom or vice versa. And women's clothes aren't really made for that kind of variety. And basically, that's the idea that got you going in BeFits. So, Chang, what is BeFits? BeFits is is social entrepreneurized uh, entrepreneur uh, enterprise right that's connect American consumer American women with the um, talented tailor in Vietnam so exactly the issue that we try that you say we try to solve is a fit issue right it's very hard for women to find clothing that fit them well the reason is because all the uh, size the standard size are really arbitrary numbers women body are so different and it's hard it's just hard like for myself like of having a petite body is very hard for my personal experience very hard for myself to find clothing that fit me well so i started BeFit to really try to tackle this issue for women by really connecting um, them with the tailors in vietnam now the idea is you know i got the business idea from my own experience back in 2018. I'm a regional from Vietnam. And in Vietnam, it's just so common for uh, for women to have tailored clothing, you know, ta- tailored clothing that's, you know, is made to their exact measurement. And it's so inexpensive to have tailored clothing. Wait, in- it's, in- it's inexpensive in Vietnam to have tailored clothing, you're saying? That's correct. 
That's yeah. certainly not the way it is here in the United States. That's correct. Yep. Yeah. So um, I grew up in Vietnam, right? I grew up in Vietnam and I moved to the U.S. in 2011 for college. And I've been living in the U.S. for five years. Actually, the idea of it started when I was trying to prepare for my wedding in, 20, in 2018. Uh-huh. Oh, I need to have a perfect dress that fit me well. I'm tired of finding clothes that don't fit, you know, especially on my big day. So I having a call with my mom in Vietnam and she suggested me, oh, why don't you share measurement with me and I, I can go to a, my favorite tailor in my town and get your wedding tailor and ship to you to the India, to India Ross. So I thought, what a great idea. So I went ahead and get my measurement done here in the US. I sent my measurement to my mom in Vietnam so that she can take that to my to the tailor in Vietnam and get my wedding dress made. The dress got shipped, you know, got shipped to the US about a week later. And it fit me perfectly. It was exact style, exact, you know, measurement, and it fit me like like glove. I was very happy. And later on, I thought, oh, why don't I, you know, start doing that, like with other clothing and dresses or just casual, you know, casual clothing. And then from then, I start ordering more dresses that are tailored in Vietnam and shipped to the U.S. So not only are you having it custom made in Vietnam, halfway across the world, you're having it shipped here, and it still turns out to be reasonably economical for you. That's correct. Yeah, the cost the, the cost of the, the dress is like a fraction of what I would pay for a tailored dress in the U.S. Because you know we got you know very skilled tailor in Vietnam who you know who of course you know they're um, they can pay well, but they you know the labor cost consider is very low in Vietnam, so you can kind of take advantage of that that kind of cost labor cost in Vietnam. A typical tailor in Vietnam. Makes a decent living. Yes, yes. So um, the idea of Bifit is that what differentiates us is that we work with small um, tailoring businesses in Vietnam. So those small tailoring businesses are owned by women. Uh-huh. Those women, you know, they help. They have their own tailoring shop, and they would have other women work for them. And they very experienced, they are highly skilled. They've been tailoring you know, women's clothing for decades, right? So what I'm trying to do is really support them by bringing business from US to them so that they can have um, you know, a better ways, a better income by, you know, by getting the sales from the US. Um, that's what I'm trying to do. So the idea is, you're going to funnel requests from people here in the United States for clothing, custom-made, custom-tailored clothing, beautiful, high-quality stuff, at not too much of a big price. You're going to funnel those requests to these various tailors, primarily women, as you say. That's correct. That's correct. Yep. In Vietnam. How long do you think it'd take for someone, like let's say someone ordered through you this moment, how long would it take for them to get their apparel back? It, it will take about four days for you know, the tailor in Vietnam to make the dress. 
Four days only. Yes, four days. Wow. I know they're amazing. They're amazing. They are they are talented. They skills and then very efficient. Four days to make a dress, and then it will take about additional three to four days to get a shift from Vietnam to the U.S. So you say a total of about seven to eight days. Well, golly, I, I was thinking that it was going to be a month or two. That that, oh, that no. <laughs> there's another advantage to this. Yes, it's, it's a global economy, right? So if it's really trying to leverage the global economy, yeah, meaning you know we're trying to get take advantage of the talent, you know, talent tailors in the skill of the talented tailors in Vietnam, but also the global logistics system, right? It's very common if now, you know, all the shipping companies, they can do, they can do the shipping across the globe very quickly and efficiently. So really to kind of leverage, um, you know, leverage the both the logistic and the skills and resources in Vietnam to bring the the best high quality product to the American consumers. Now you're just in the process of setting this whole thing up as a business right now. Do you have a potential date when it's a go? Yeah, so we are test um, testing products right now. Um, so we're in the process of, you know, testing a, a small set of dresses with, um, with you know, we kind of early customer to try to really get um, the feedback and try to improve the product. Then the aim is to launch the product in April or May timeframe. So we're talking about late spring or summer timeframe this year. So right now you've got people who are uh, sort of like your guinea pigs. They're, they're, they're sending in orders and they're getting them back and let's see if the quality's good and the delivery's on time and all the rest of that stuff. Yeah, so really trying to focus on product testing. It's, the key is we're really trying to solve problem. We know the problem is there, the problem exists. exists and we, the key is, you know, the purpose of product testing is um, to come up with solutions that really work. You know, as you said, you know, to make sure that the dress um, made of good material, it fit its woman well and has arrived on time. So we test all of that and try to get feedback directly from different women and un really understand their need and what they, um, you know, what the pinpoint is so that we can create the product that fit them. When this business becomes active, how will people be able to be your customers? They can go to my website, um, bifittaylor.com. I'm going to I'm going to uh, say that again, and that is befitstaylor.com. Befits is spelled B-E-F-I-T-S. Taylor, common spelling. Befitstaylor.com. Yo, and they can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram. Is at befittaylor. Um, so same with Facebook and Instagram. They can do it online. You're the one. You're who they're going to. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, if they're interested, they can also um, participate in product testing that I'm doing later this month as well. We're trying to get as many different kind of people to join the product testing and get the feedback. So if they're interested in product testing, um, they can reach out 
you know, to me at, um, you know, support at biffitstaylor.com or uh, follow on Instagram and Facebook and um, get the updates. So you're still looking for product testers. You, you want to make sure this thing works like a charm. Speaking of things working like a charm, uh, I found out about your business idea through Jane Cooper Smith. Now, Jane Cooper Smith is the Assistant Director of Small Business Development for the City of Bloomington. Now, that's part of the Department of Economic and Sustainable Development. Jane herself was a small business startup person uh, several years ago. She started her own business, which would be Hopscotch, the coffee houses and the roastery. And then she was eventually uh, recruited by the city to help other small businesses get going. Now, how did you hook up with the city and with Jane? I was very fortunate um, late October last year. So I, you know, I was leaving I was living in Houston before. Um, I was living in Houston for about two years doing my HR consulting job. Because of the pandemic, I moved to, to live with my in-law family here in Bloomington. I've been here since um, April 2020. Uh -huh. So I was very lucky that my, my aunt in Bloomington you know, um, knew about VSTAR, a pre-accelerator program that helped young entrepreneur to launch the businesses and she shared you know shared this article about about b start uh with me and i thought wow what a great i what a great program so i decided to apply and you know i was lucky enough to get accepted to b start program so the b start program is part of um you know the the you know, project in Bloomington that helped, you know, I said, um, young entrepreneurs and businesses, young or, you know, different, you know, various entrepreneurs to launch their businesses. And during that program, I was able to, you know, get support from Jane. You said Jane is my mentor. Uh -huh. I, the support has been wonderful. I was able to join different workshop, get all the business uh, business help from the program, get connected to the right people. And of course, the mentorship from Jane is just phenomenal. She was able to, um, you know, check in with me, help me, you know, with the strategy and really help me to think out of the box, right? The running business is very overwhelming and sometimes be lonely. And it's extremely valuable to have a mentor like Jane to really encourage me and lift me up when I'm disappointed or when I have challenges. She uh, actually gives you emotional support. Yeah, because, you know, this is, um, there are a lot of challenges um, when it when it comes to run a business. You know, sometimes I feel like, um, oh, maybe the business, um, you know, maybe I don't have the, the enough background in fashion because I don't, I'm, I don't have background in fashion. Oh, I don't have, Background fashion, maybe I should go back to HR. Or some people would, would, um, would tell me that a, a lot of people have done this before, but they decided to not, you know, not pursue with it because this idea is not working. And during this moment, um, Jane was really the one who, you know, who said, oh, this is a great idea. This is a real issue that a woman is facing. You work into the right problem and you have to keep going. And that's really encouraged me to keep up the work and 
can you continue to solve this problem for women? Now, let me repeat that. It's the Bee Start program, and the idea being it's the city's program to help young entrepreneurs get over the hump. Yes, not just young, but also various age and various background to um, do lots of businesses. Okay, so if anybody's interested in getting involved with the piece of the Bee Start program, here's an email address for Jane Cooper Smith. Uh, that's Jane coopersmith at bloomington.in. Coopersmith is spelled K-U-P-E-R-S-M-I-T-H. She's been through it. She has uh, worried about starting a business. She probably had second, third, fourth, and fifth thoughts about whether she should start a business. She probably had a lot of people who she had to go to to say, am I crazy? <laughs> and Apparently, even if they told her, yeah, you're crazy, she went ahead with it and started hopscotch. And I suppose, as you say, there are people telling you you're crazy. And you have to sort of put that out of your head. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, like starting a, starting a, a business is not easy. Um, but I think what I love about entrepreneurship is that you get to solve real problem, right? Um, uh -huh. You get to see a real problem and that problem helps improve people's life. I strongly believe that if you're working on the problem that worth, worth solving is really worth the time and it will pay off at the end. Um, now I can, you know, I can continue, continue with my HR job and pay well and, and it's stable. I can do that, but I decide to continue pursuit with this because I think that is what to pursue the problem and you know the success will come at the end if you know it is really the product that people need and the spirit of the product that that people want. Do you have any helpers who are part of this new company? So I am the um, sole owner and founder of the business, of uh -huh. course. Um, I get support from, you know, Jane and everyone from B Start program. And um, I also, you know, have support from my family, of course. You know, I was able to work on my business and have a full-time at the same time without support from my family. You don't have any employees at this time. It's all on you. You're doing yes. it. Do you wake up in the middle of the night saying, oh, my God? <laughs> Yes, yeah, so sometimes I, I do dream about it. Yep, you I dream do. about it? Yes. Are they, are they happy dreams or are they frightening dreams? Not, not frightening dream at all. I just dream about, I was, yeah, actually, yes, I was dreaming about um, visiting tailors and like shopping for fabrics and having my customer trying on dresses. So dreams, you know, like very happy dreams and um, dreams that I think that like that my, you know, like my, I wish that the dream will come true. Uh, sometimes dream is about things that I, the problem that I've been solving, like, oh, like, like logistic and fabrics and things that I'm trying to solve on a, you know, doing on a daily basis. This idea of starting a business, it would seem to me, would eat up all of your life, all of your thoughts, all of your energy, all of your time. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, um, it is. But I think that um, it's important to work smartly, uh, work smart, right? Because I guess what I'm trying to avoid is to get burned out, get tired, and that's when you make mistakes. Yeah. So what I learned from Jane actually is that you have to be able to take care of yourself, take good care of yourself so that you can think clearly and avoid mistakes. Because, you know, you make a lot of mistakes uh, as a business owner. And the way to avoid mistakes is just to take a good care of yourself, have a good sleep and good diet. And good uh-huh. so you can really, that's the key to success to, and to, to any entrepreneurs that I have um, observed. Well, there's nobody on earth who will do anything and not make mistakes. Mistakes happen and you learn from them. Can you think of any mistakes that you've made already that you've learned from? Hmm. Yeah, try to think I'll come up one. Um, well, hey, it's good that you can't even think of one right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think the probably the one that come up to mind is the fabric, right? So, um, so you know, we try to of course, bring the best fabric and, you know, the best, you know, sustainable fabric and, you know, a lot of, like, a lot of thought to come into fabric choice. And one of the mistakes that I made earlier on was that to source fabric from, you know, different country, you know, different country outside of Vietnam, right? I'm not looking at the uh, local source fabric, like, you know, source in Vietnam. So later on that I learned after talking and doing research on fabric, I later realized that, oh, I should, I should work with the fabric supplier in Vietnam who focus on sustainability because I need to step back and think about what is the core of the business, right? What is what I'm trying to do? And one of the things, you know, one of the pillar of this is sustainability. And I want my, my you know, my customers to be able to understand how the fabric is made, the impact of, of the fabric on the life and the impact of, you know, the fabric choice on the people who made the fabric. So it took me a long time to decide, oh, I want to provide this, you know, make the dress out of sustainable fabric. That's why I want to focus on the supplier who believe in that philosophy, believe in sustainability. So I was lucky enough to find the, um, you know, supplier in Vietnam who are able to provide that, you know, the sustainable fabric that are, you know, made of coffee or made of, you know, milk or made of leaf. Chang Ho is an entrepreneur who's trying to start her own business. She's trying to connect people, women, who want good, properly fitted, high-quality, sustainable clothes with tailors in Vietnam. What an idea. It's a fabulous idea. You grew up, as you say, in Vietnam. You grew up in a town called Tucson. Did I say it correctly? Yeah, I think you're great. Um, Tucson, yeah. A lot of people mistake with Tucson. (laughs) With with Tucson, the Arizona city. Now, is that a big town? No, that is a very small town uh-huh. of Hanoi, which is the capital of Vietnam. Right. So that's, I grew up in a small village 
in Vietnam uh, with my parents. As I moved to the U.S. in 20, you know, 20, um, 2011 for college, yeah, has been it has been a, you know quite a ride since then. I graduated, I moved to Atlanta to work for a big HR consulting firm, and then um, I transferred with the company to Singapore. I was actually in Singapore, living in Singapore for two years, working you know with people across Asia Pacific. Great experience, and then the company would transfer would be back to Houston. I was there for two years before moved to Bloomington. I'm quite a bit older than you, and I go back and remember when there was actually a war between the United States and Vietnam, certain parts of Vietnam. I wonder, in your memory, uh, as a young child living in Vietnam, what was your attitude toward the United States in the wake of the fact that there had just been a war fought? Yeah, I know. Well, um, I, I remember when I uh, applied for scholarship in the U.S., you know, people, there was a lot of topic around Vietnam wars and what people think about it. Yeah. I think, um, you know, people in Vietnam are, you know, are very optimistic, you know, and they, of course, the war happened, but they, you know, they um, they try to, you know, recover from it and they try to think about the positive things, you know, about, you know, what, you know, what after it, like, you know, so they, the government and the people of Vietnam are open. They, you know, they, they're very friendly, they're open about, um, you, know, you know, about what the future holds and then they value the relationship with the U.S. Yeah, for my, myself, when I applied for scholarship, of course, I, when I moved to the U.S., I always thought, oh, this is, this is a great opportunity for me. It's, um, you know, it's help, you know, it helped myself and help, you know, help Vietnam. And I would go to the U.S. and learn and educate myself and, you know, and contribute to the, the you know, to my country, um, which is part of the, the, the first, you know, project I'm working on is that I, I really want to like, connect the two countries together, right, bringing Bringing what Vietnam can offer and connect that to to connect it with the people in the U.S. At the same time, I don't want to support those you know those individual tailors in Vietnam. Support them and um, making sure they have a good you know good income. So I think you know myself and people in Vietnam they are very optimistic. Um, no one talk about the war anymore in Vietnam. No. Yeah, there's like. I don't know, like, what's a word? There's a word they call, um, the name in Vietnamese they call U.S. is me, me, and that means beautiful, and they think U.S. is beautiful. That say a lot, right? That say a lot about what, what the Vietnamese uh, perceive of the U.S. Chang Ho is an entrepreneur. She's starting a company called Befits Taylor. She's trying to get customers in the United States to order custom-made clothing from tailors in Vietnam. She hopes to have the business up and running, maybe April, maybe May. She's been working with Jane Cooper Smith over at the city of Bloomington, part of the Be Start program. Chang, thanks so much for being on Big Talk. No, thank you so much, Michael, for the opportunity to share um, my story, my life, and my business with people.